welcome back to the automator series for another episode and as you can see i'm with the very angelic jennifer love today so i just want to say thanks very much for Hello. taking your time this morning absolutely so nice to be here yeah no it's i, I love kind of the whole the look you've got going with the background right now so for everyone who doesn't know you without uh, knowing more than you're an angel right now. Can you kind of just say what's up to everyone and explain what you're doing, tell people a little bit about yourself? Yes, I'm Jennifer Love. I'm a passionate, authentic, intuitive who helps people love themselves and live more fully in their bodies. So as I said, I'm an angel intuitive, hence the angel wings behind me. This is kind of my office space where I do all of my virtual readings. So mm. um, when I meet my clients here, it's kind of a nice background to have to inspire and have the angels with us as I do my intuitive readings. So um, yeah, I um, do intuitive readings. I do some energy work. And I'm also a feminine embodiment coach. Mm. So I help women um, teach sensual movement classes and um, help people become more embodied, which um, is kind of a unique niche in the spirituality of business, I want to say. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's that's beautiful. And uh, I mean, are you specifically also working with majority women with all of it, not just the the female embodiment? Is it also with the intuitive readings you find you're working mostly with women? No, and and I probably should have you know specified my specialty is love readings. I'm Jennifer Love. I do love and relationship readings primarily. And while 80% of my clients are women, I do have 20% of my clients are men. So yeah, I read for um, all genders um, and certainly, you know, all um, types of relationships, you know, we're not discriminating against anybody. Um, you know, I've read for um, um, heterosexual couples, homosexual couples, and even couples who don't want to even be in a committed relationship, you know, people mm. have different types of goals these days in terms of relationships. So, um, you know, we're not judgmental in any way in the types of relationships that people want to have or aspire to have or have. So yeah, all sorts of um, love going on these days and it's all love. So it really doesn't matter and the angels are not judging you in the mm. types of relationships that you want to have because the goal is love and that's all that matters. No, beautiful. I, I always ask just for the extra content so people kind of know, okay, this is exactly the focus. And yeah, I always love for people who right. don't have any background so they know exactly kind of uh, who you are, where your passions are, things like that. I mean, also exactly and i always assume people know because of my name but it's, <laughs> i need to spell it out you know yeah it's um i mean definitely it alludes to it like positivity good vibes definitely from just <laughs> the name aspect i mean and for you because um like a lot of people i've spoken with they kind of ended up teaching what they're doing and working with the people they're working with just based on their own journeys. Like, could you, I would love to hear more about just how you kind of ended up yeah. in this space. 
Yeah, I mean, I could probably talk about my own journey for 20,000 hours, but let me try to shorten it. Up a bit. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I um, currently I'm a single mother in my 40s, um, but I was married for 11 years and I was um, incredibly unhappy in a corporate job. I was severely overweight, obese, um, and I um, was incredibly unhappy in the job I was in, in a corporate role. Mm. Um, incredibly successful though, made a ton of money, mm. big house. You think, you know, you have all of the trappings of what we call the American dream, you mm. know, um, the house, the car, the marriage, the kid, you know, you're doing great. Um, but you're incredibly unhappy inside and you feel like, is this it? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Mm. Um, and, uh, I had, you know, done everything I was supposed to do. I had two degrees. I had, you know, uh, all of the trappings of success, but I was depressed yeah. and I was unhappy in my marriage and I was unhealthy. Um, and, uh, so the first thing to go was the marriage. And then, um, and then I got healthy, lost mm. weight. I lost 130 pounds. Um, I found my feminine movement practice, um, which is called S factor mm. and, um, eventually became a teacher of this movement. Um, I found, um, spirituality kind of in the same, um, way in the same path, you know, kind of finding all these different modalities at the same time. But, um, yeah, and it was just kind of like the journey kind of unfolds as, um, you move along the path, you know, it's, it's when the student is ready, the teacher appears, you know, kind of thing. Mm. Um, and as I started on my spiritual path and, um, becoming more intuitive, um, doing readings part-time while maintaining a corporate job, all of a sudden I lost my corporate job. Mm. The situation kind of came to be in a very unique way, which I won't get into. I lost my job. Yeah. And so I thought this is a really great opportunity for me to do what I've always wanted to do full time. Mm. So then I became um, an entrepreneur and um, so much happier, so much healthier. Mm. I get to spend more time with my child. I don't have to travel all over the country anymore like I did as a consultant. And um, and I get to help people love themselves more. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my journey abbreviated. No, that's, in that's incredible. Firstly, um, I think for a lot of people, they're going to see themselves in that story because so many people I've spoken with also yeah. very successful on paper. Like you said, you literally had all the check boxes, like really good check, paycheck, check, check. cars, yeah. house, kids, everything, two degrees, everything. But it's like, you just knew something wasn't right. Like you just were not happy, even though right. other people might be right. looking at you being like, wow, she's literally got everything I've wanted, but you're like, this sucks. <laughs> you're just like, I'm not happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of feel ungrateful at that point. Um, 
you think what's wrong with me you know um because other people you said like other people look at you they look into your life and go why are you unhappy what's wrong with you um you're you know you're middle class you know you you don't have anything to complain about Mm. um and it's kind of like this um syndrome almost of you know it's kind of a joke almost i think today also you know of upper middle class women trying to find themselves right Mm. but it's literally an epidemic of women who go through life either numb or unhappy because they're so disembodied Mm. and by the time they get to me some people don't even know the difference um when they're hungry and when they're not Mm. or when they have shut off their emotions so much that they can't even tell you how they feel right now Mm. they can't name an emotion um they've ignored their body's cues so much that it's a little crass but they hold the urge to go to the bathroom in for hours and hours and hours on end Mm. when you don't need to do that we're not in high school anymore you don't have to raise your hand to the teacher to go to the bathroom right so it's just so sad how people ignore what the body's trying to tell them Mm. um because they're just numbing it out shutting it down people use alcohol to turn off their body they use drugs they use shopping they use Mm. spending compulsive gambling um we also shut down pain in our bodies hey if you're you know have a headache pop a pill you know don't try to find the source of the headache or why does my elbow hurt let's just numb it yeah let's just ignore it completely because pain is just the body trying to tell you something your Mm. body's just trying to communicate with you so yeah you know it's just um it's so sad to me that people are running around numb and Mm. ignoring all of these wonderful pleasurable sensations that we all have access to Mm. if we just like take a moment to sit with it one thing you mentioned which i'm really curious about because a lot of a lot of people i've spoken to well and also know from my own experience when i was also kind of in a job i i knew something wasn't right i wasn't happy about it and i had kind of like outside influences i had friends traveling and working online and creating businesses and i was like that looks a lot more exciting and that's kind of was my catalyst and i just like dropped work everything i quit the job well i was there for a little bit more but then I kind of really need that switch, but it sounds like for you, there was kind of a, not a trigger, but like a turning point, but you still stayed working for quite a while and like really, like, I'd love to hear if you're open to sharing, like, what was that actual turning point that you were like, I need to start changing all these things. Like, um, like you said, the relationship, the working with your health, like, was there a specific moment? Um, I remember, you know, I just kind of was thinking one day, I wasn't like 
in like a serious health crisis. You know, I, I know a lot of people like have, I was really overweight, but I didn't have like a serious health issue where the doctor was like telling me, you know, you got to lose weight or something's going to happen. You know, I just yeah. remember thinking, you know, I am, I'm half Mexican and diabetes is kind of a genetic heritage thing that I need to worry about. A lot of people in my family had type two diabetes and it, you know, being overweight is kind of a risk factor associated with that. So I kind of knew that if I stayed on this path, very likely to have diabetes by the time I was 50, very likely, you know, just being 200 plus pounds, very likely to have diabetes at that weight. I didn't have it yet, but it was just very likely that I was on that path. Um, and I just thought to myself, if I died, then my daughter will not have a mother. Mm. <laughs> and it just hit me one day that, if I die, my daughter's not gonna have a mother. And I just thought, I can't do that to my child. I brought her into this life mm. and I can't leave her without a mother. And for some reason that was enough for me to start taking care of myself, which is, is kind of sad in a way that I didn't do it for myself. Mm. I didn't take care of my health for myself. I did it for my child. Yeah. That was my motivation, honestly. Like for some reason I just woke up one day and I was like, I need to do this for my child because I want to be around for her. Yeah. Um, but that was enough for me. It, that was enough for me. That was enough motivation for me to lose weight. Um, and so I guess, you know, whatever works for you, <laughs> I think that's great. You know, yeah. whatever, fi find that motivation that works for you is perfect because that's what did it for me. That's what kind of like turned my head around that I was like, wow, I really need to like, I need to be around. I need to be here. Um, because I think because I was so depressed, I couldn't really do it for myself. Yeah. And so I think my guardian angel gave me that inspiration mm -hmm. that, okay, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your child because yeah. you love her more than yourself. At yeah. this moment, I did love her more than myself. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and I kind of like my whole like journey has been like that. I was so like reluctant to surrender my corporate job mm. i was like hanging on to it for dear life i was doing my readings i was getting really good at it i was getting more clients i was like i really enjoyed it but i was still in the spiritual closet i was like not telling anybody that i did it i oh, was wow. like hiding the fact that i was doing readings and like yeah. i just i enjoyed doing it but i was like not telling anybody about it and um so it's a little difficult to grow a business when you're not telling anybody about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I would just get referrals. I would get referrals from the, the clients that were happy told other people about it. Mm. And so that was really the only advertising I did. Um, but I was just so like reluctant to surrender and let go of my corporate job that I was literally forced out of it mm. by God, universe, or whatever you want to call it. That was the only reason I moved forward yeah. into kind of this full-time, you know, professional career. Um, I think I would still be there, honestly, yeah. because I was so afraid to kind of take that leap that it was literally forced upon me. Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I just think um, certain things are just kind of serendipitous and like happen, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Maybe I would have come to that conclusion in another couple of years. I don't know, but I'm I'm lucky, I guess. I'm, I'm glad it happened. 
um, mm. because it helped me on my path. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, like, obviously, this is just kind of how I'm interpreting it, but it sounds like it's because you had been so successful in your job and you'd been involved there for so long. It's like your your identity was so tied to that. And then it's like you kind Absolutely. of showing that more spiritual side to also such a corporate kind of world. And like, I know for me, like I might have been afraid of people saying like, oh, what are you doing? Or like, what is this? Or like kind of look at you differently when they yeah. know you as one way for so long. Well, and I, I'm very into personal development. I'm, I'm constantly working on myself. And I think that's really, I think that's really important for everyone just in general. It doesn't matter what you do. You don't have to be in spirituality or anything. Mm. Um, but I was in a, I was in a training this past weekend um, and, um, I had a total like, aha about myself yeah. that, you know, it's still hard for me to surrender to the unknown because, um, my corporate career was in strategy. Mm. I would create 10 year strategic plans for corporations. My, my, my consulting firm would send me out to businesses and I would create strategic plans for them. Um, so I'm used to thinking long-term, big plans, strategic thinker, yeah. you know, and I like to have a plan. I'm a mm. planner, right? But right now in my own business, I don't know what steps six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 are. I just know the first next steps, one, two, three. And it's scary to me to not know what the next 10 years are going to be mm. um, because I'm a small business. You know, I don't know what's going to happen in 2022 because, hey, it's like I'm just a business of one, yeah. you know, so it's kind of crazy to be like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, I have somewhat of a strategy, but not like this big long term strategy. And so the idea of like surrendering to that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. And it's just so funny to like admit that to myself, to the people that I was studying with over the weekend. And um, yeah, just like constantly learning more things about yourself. It's just fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, I think you should, you know, always a work in progress for sure. Yeah, it sounds like you had to go into a very different energy. Like you said, it's very strategic, very yeah. big thinking. And now you're in this very kind of uh, not go with it but yeah it's just a very very different energy yeah what's interesting about that that i found was um the dancing that i've done um it's very feminine mm. so working in a corporate structure is very masculine so a lot of women have to move into a masculine energy to be successful at work which mm. is pretty normal you know we have to be more masculine to work in a masculine world, uh, doing, thinking, planning, mm. structure. Um, and then when I learned this feminine movement, I got more into my feminine energy and I got more comfortable with intuition and flowing and collaboration and community and connection. And then all of a sudden that masculine stuff wasn't as important or appealing and I got into this intuitive business that I could get more comfortable with the, yeah, I don't really care about knowing what's gonna happen. And the plan isn't that important and I could just flow with what's gonna happen. So um, 
I actually got more comfortable in that feminine space, which mm. is more creative and intuitive. And it's interesting. Um, and I can flow much easier back and forth between the masculine and feminine energy um, that I had a really hard time with before that period. So a lot of people are great at moving between masculine and feminine. Mm. I personally wasn't prior to doing this feminine embodiment work. Um, I was very much in my masculine. It was very difficult for me to switch into a feminine energy when I got mm. home, for example. Yeah. Um, I stayed in the masculine, you know. Um, so um, I, I admire people who naturally can flow back and forth, but I had to learn it. So um, I teach women how to do that now. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking of flow, like I'm kind of the same, but the opposite. I'm well, yeah, very in my masculine, very like strategic, detail oriented things like that. And I've had sure. to learn to be the more feminine side, but obviously I'm not necessarily doing things like dance and things like that, but it's just also going, trusting yeah. instinct, going with things a little bit more. Not just energetically. To, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But also I've had to very much train it just because that wasn't my upbringing. Like that's kind of not what I was exposed to growing up type of thing. Right. Well, it's not exactly valued in our society to be unstructured and creative and um, to go with the flow. Right. Yeah. Those aren't really valued things in Western society. So I'm not surprised you had to learn it because we don't train that. We don't yeah. we don't reward that in school. Um, they don't give awards for creativity. They give awards for achievement. So, yeah. you know, hopefully you know as we evolve we'll be you know encouraging younger the younger generation to be more creative and intuitive along with achieving and planning right yeah absolutely i mean i think this would be something awesome to dive into a little bit more so you were in the very corporate life you kind of were taking on this secret identity of starting to look after yourself, uh, work on yourself, get more exposed to these things. It sounds like it all started with the, the working just kind of on your weight, making yourself kind of feel better. And from there, was it just, oh, wow, I feel so much better now. What else can I do? And how did you kind of start finding these other things like female embodiments and the more spiritual side trainings? How did you come across them? I'm not really sure how I came across them. I think, you know, that's more like it was put in my path or presented to me. Um, I started watching um, an angel card reader on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, that was kind of my first exposure to angel cards, angel card readings. Um, and um, then I went to like um, an intuitive class. I remember I went to a, uh, intuitive class and the first class that I went to um, I remember channeling a message for another participant because they like pair you up and then you like um, give readings to each other mm. as practice mm. and the woman that I gave a message to um, completely denied my message she was mm. like I don't know what you're talking about that means nothing to me and I just thought, oh, wow, I'm not intuitive at all. Mm. And I kind of just went, wow, I'm just not good at this. I guess I should stop. 
And I did. And so that was my first like intuitive class. I just went, yeah, I'm not intuitive. I just gotta like let this go. And I stopped for like four years oh, wow. uh, after that experience. Yeah. Um, it was like, it was like 2010. Hmm. Um, and so I just kept watching the woman on YouTube. I just was like, okay, well, I'm not intuitive. I'll just watch her. Hmm. And then for some reason I went back again after four years, I went to another training and this time when I was paired up with someone, um, our eyes were shut. They made us close our eyes when we were partnered and facing each other. And I just channeled the message. And then when I opened my eyes, the woman was like sobbing, bawling, crying. Mm. And I was like, oh God, what did I do? Yeah. And she was just like, wow your message was so inspired and spot on and mm. amazing. Like, thank you so much. That meant so much to me and it was great. And so then I was like, wow, maybe I am intuitive after all. Yeah. <laughs> so after that training, then I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I should explore this some more. Mm. And so after that, I started to go to more trainings and more, so it's it's interesting how um, one person's opinion can make such a huge difference um, on your journey. Like a complete stranger shut me down, and yeah. I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely not intuitive now," you know. And and I just can't I can't believe how much I let that influence me um, for such a long time. I would love to like talk to that woman now. Go, it's, hey. like, it's like one yeah. year she was like oh by the way one year later i thought about your message again and it was completely right but you you didn't right uh, and, and that's the thing that's the thing that happens with a lot of my clients too like even if they like deny me now i go okay just sit with it you know mm. just think about it i don't i don't ever doubt myself now because <laughs> i know that i'm right but yeah. um yeah it, it's true people people sometimes aren't ready to hear what you have to tell them so yeah you just have to like let them sit with it they're yeah. maybe not ready to hear what you have to say um and especially um when you're talking about love and relationships um i don't always tell people what they want to hear yeah um this may not be the love of your life that we're talking about and you may not want to hear that right now um, so that's not always the easiest message to deliver. And I try to deliver with much compassion as I can, but if that person is not ready to hear that, it can be really difficult. So, um, yeah, don't ever ask a question you don't want the answer to. Uh, <laughs> that's yeah. my advice. If, if you could, yeah, if you can't handle the, the truth type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's really interesting. Like that the first time, like that, you kind of got shut down because, like you said, you didn't have that certainty back then. So, like whatever someone said had quite no. a big influence. You like, I don't know how this is meant to work. They say I was wrong. I guess I'm wrong. Type of thing. It's like learning guitar, and you. And I'm sure the teacher yeah. was encouraging. I'm sure the teacher was encouraging, and I'm sure the teacher was like, "It's okay. Don't like worry." But I didn't hear that. You know, I didn't yeah. hear the encouraging part. I just heard the part where it was like, Jim, she didn't believe me. It yeah. didn't resonate with her. But I guess also I'm a, when... I'm a fraud. But I guess like you said as well, because you'd also been 
on the one side of like more masculine energy for so long and like you're trying to step out of it and then someone's like no oh, shuts it down you're like okay i'm just going back to what i know type of thing it's so crazy because i remember when i told her too like i remember it so it was such a specific thing like i saw a man in a green boat i mean that's what i remember saying and she was like i don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> And I was like, that is very specific. It was really specific. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so from that so point, crazy. um, I mean, you took that big four-year gap, you came back to it, started to kind of flow a bit easier for you and felt better. How quickly from there did you start kind of reaching out to people, finding clients? Because you said you were kind of doing it low-key at the start while you were still working. How did um how did it kind of come to you if you were keeping it so low key? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the the kind of courses that, you know, I was taking, you know, they have a lot of like Facebook groups that you practice readings with people. So mm -hmm. the way that you get like certified with their trainings is that you do a lot of practice readings in the Facebook group. So you like mm. trade readings with people in order to practice in order to get certified as whatever reader they're certifying you be, to be. So um, I would practice with other people in these groups. And then, you know, these people would be like, oh, you know, that was a great reading. Can you read for me again? Uh. Like, you know, just as a favor, you know, oh, I have like, I can't find, I can't find my keys or, you know, can you like give me a reading tell me where my keys are, I lost my keys. Oh yeah, I think they might be in the living room sofa. Go check there. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're there. Thanks, Joker. Okay. Um, you know, stuff like that. Or like, I'm really having a problem with my boyfriend. Can you give me, can you pull me a card to see like what's going on? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, sure. You know, whatever. And then from there, like these people that were in the group, they'd be like, well, you know, my sister would really like a reading. I told her about you. Do you think you could give my sister a reading? And I'd be like, sure, you know, like I'll give your sister a reading. Yeah. So then like, it kind of like refers from there. Mm. So I would get like referrals from people based upon the people I'd already read for um, in these groups that I had like participated in. And of course, like my own friends would refer their friends to me. Mm. Um, and of course, like my hairstylist has a girl that, you know, <laughs> knows that I read, you know, so stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's not just the people in my immediate circle, it started to get to be those people and then the people that know those people and, you know, it kind of like, branches out mm. outwards i want to say um and then i started um on social media mm. um to try to build a following and then people would start to contact me that saw me on social media i started a youtube channel where i would do readings um, monthly readings kind of like a forecast for people mm. and then people that saw me do those readings would want to buy a reading from me so it kind of like build through social media like that yeah. um yeah that's kind of how i built like my initial kind of ground floor business yeah. no i mean i love the part that you mentioned which also surprised me because 
someone else mentioned something like that to me in that they were part of a, a coaching, they went through a coaching training. Uh, it was for more business coaching, but even in their kind of business coaching group, they were all training to be coaches. They were kind of working with each other and also same as you, that's how they kind of got their first people to work with and get those references of like, oh, people are actually benefiting from this and then they're referring people to me. It's, yeah, I've, I've never thought about that. It's like even reaching out to people in the same, doing the same thing as you, but you've got your own interpretation. You've got your own kind of way about it. And people can still benefit from that and want to work with you on that. The, the people that give the readings are, I think, one of the biggest clients buy readings too <laughs> they're yeah. the biggest junkies or you know <laughs> the biggest you know clients that go buy these readings from other people too so yeah. yeah i mean i like to get readings obviously from other people as well um i don't think i've paid for a reading in god knows how many years because i have so many friends that do them we just trade but um I love to get readings. So yeah, I mean, I do it all the time, but I, I, I have like connections. So, I mean, I don't really pay for them anymore, but um, it's all a trade. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. But yeah, everybody loves to get readings. So yeah, yeah there's definitely like. <laughs> no, but also that community aspect, uh, I think that's very cool. It's like you, I don't want to say you're keeping each other like sharp, if you know what I mean, but it's like you're, I'm also, I'm guessing you're, throwing, you're also discussing ideas and concepts and then you bring ideas in from them, even though you are doing the same thing, you've got your own interpretation. So like, oh, wow, that was an interesting way to go about it. And then you introduce right. that and same for them. They do it with you and they take something away from you and then introduce it to the people they're working with. And it's, that is really nice helping each other kind of grow and take stuff away from each other. Yeah, it's also really interesting, like networking too. Um, I've been a part of um, this group called Angel Team, mm. which uh, Kyle Gray runs. He's an angel expert in Scotland. Mm. Um, I've been part of his group. I've been a student of his group for five years. And um, I've met a lot of people like networking through his group. Um, but this year he decided to have um, a lot of his students who are professional um, be mentor teachers inside mm. the group. So he wanted um, some of us to actually teach lessons within the group. He teaches lessons, but he wanted students to be teaching lessons that are, you know, professionals, they're certified. So he picked 12 of us to actually teach. And so I'm one of the 12 that are actually teaching um, within the group. But what's interesting is that everybody kind of has their own specialty. So like one of the teachers is a specialist in breath work. One of mm. them is a specialist in the Akashic records. One of them is a specialist in mediumship. Um, one of them is a specialist in being an alignment coach. So it's just, fascinating how we're all united in our experience of studying angels and of course I'm the love specialist so but like we're all united in this one experience but we all have our separate niche 
Mm. And so when we do have clients that, so like if I had a client who wanted to study more about breath work, I absolutely would refer them to my colleague mm. who's the specialist in breath work. Yeah. Cause it's not me. Yeah. I don't know enough about it to be, you know, the best person for her. So I would definitely know who it is though, because I know all of these people with all of these great specialties. So yeah, it, it's really nice to have that kind of network that you know all these experts in all these different areas because you've been studying with them for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also beautiful because you can, like, I don't want to say solve the problem, but you can um, handle something someone wants to work on in many different ways. Like you said, um, love could be... Yeah approach from one way with breathwork could be approached another way with Reiki. It could be, so it's also, it gives people the options of finding what resonates with them, how they kind of see the world and their experiences, like maybe coming from a, from a Reiki aspect, Mm -hmm. they're like, this is my jam or crystal therapy. Like, Oh no, that's my jam. So it's, it's cool to have that network of everyone's an expert, a different and a different aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. one thing i'd love to to end on so for for now you're in this this big community and such but kind of where you wanted to take it are you looking at introducing some programs or where you wanted to grow the jennifer love um, vibes into the world yeah i just launched an online course earlier this year with my good friend um Avery Rose, we launched a twin flame masterclass. It's like my first online course. Mm. Um, and I'm getting ready to launch another online course quite soon. Um, so I kind of see, you know, my business moving in that direction, more spiritual teaching, Mm. um, because I really like mentoring people. Um, I'm doing more spiritual coaching now, um, in, along with the readings, like I'm not giving up readings, obviously, but um, I kind of see my business, um, you know, kind of in like a multi-pronged fashion, right? There's the readings, there's the coaching, and then, you know, there's the teaching. So yeah, yeah, I kind of like want to do these different, you know, aspects. And it's just, it's just interesting, you know, I just find, you know, it's evolving, you know, there's not just one thing, you know, to do all the time. Mm. Um, And and I never thought it would just be like, I never thought it would just be readings. I just knew it would evolve over time. I just didn't know kind of what form it would take. Um, I'm going to put out um, an Oracle deck of my own really Mm. soon. I'm putting the cards together, which is really um, fun for me um, because I never really thought I was that creative. (laughs) But it's uh, it's really a fun project. Um, and, of course, I still teach my dance classes because I just love doing it. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I also have um, an Etsy store because I started, like, making um, crystal jewelry mm. when I was going through my um, crystal um, energy guide certification. I was buying all these crystals because I was just doing this crystal certification I just started buying all these crystals like crazy and I just had too many so Mm. I just started making crystal jewelry and then I was like I should sell this because I don't need all these crystals Mm. like it's just too too many 
And um, so then, yeah, I started selling them on Etsy and people started buying them. I was like, oh, this is fun. I should do. <laughs> so yeah, I have uh, some crystal jewelry now. So I, I put Reiki in it because I just feel like it's um, more love going out there mm. to people. Yeah, so yeah, I just have a lot of different, um, yeah, 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 um, yeah, so I don't really know, like, what else might be coming in 2022 and beyond, but that's what's coming this year. Oh, amazing. Well, um, of those, kind of as we wrap up, if people want to reach out to you and see more about what you're doing, check out some of your jewelry, maybe do some work with you in regards to relationship space or anything, what's the best way for people to connect with you, see what you're doing, reach out to you? Yeah, um, my website is jenniferlove.me. I'm really active on Instagram. My Instagram is jenniferlove.me. Mm -hmm. um, and my Facebook is I am Jennifer Love. Incredible. I am really grateful the for best you. ways to get a hold of me. Yeah, I'm really grateful for you sharing your journey, your story with us today. I think that's um, really powerful because it wasn't just you were in a corporate world and then you um, kind of transitioned to something else. Like you made a lot of big changes and it was this journey and you started and then you stepped out because you kind of had that negative experience at the start and you got back into it. I think that's really, that was really interesting, really cool for people to hear. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you, Gavin. So nice to talk to you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube, get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series. And the second thing is I want you to reach out to me. If uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives but you don't quite have the time right now, you don't quite have the freedom you wanted and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer and we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.